I'm Anya. And I'm Scarlet. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And explore everything from the sacred to the salacious. Hi, babe. Hello, lovely priestess. It's so good to see you. It is. It is. And we are coming off of our longest installment yet in the Yoniverse. (laughs) Our beautiful, intricate, and massively energizing episode with Taylor Corey, where we dove headfirst into the human design system. Whoa, so much information we threw at you all last week. So we are so grateful that you were there for that episode and that you are here for this one. And we're really excited to bring part two to you because we believe there's just a lot of information that kind of comes full circle here after she talked about the design types, the energy types, and then we started talking a little bit more about how human design can relate to sexuality, our expression, our embodiment, and we're just going to let her do the talking there because it <laughs> is so delicious. But what we thought would be really fun, at least for us and hopefully for you too, is We mentioned in that initial episode that we had a design reading with Taylor a couple of days before that episode, and she spent 90 minutes with us telling Scarlett and I about our charts and about how our charts really complement one another and how we can work together in times where one of us may be feeling a thing, then we can find a way to support the other. So it was really amazing to have that insight and really get to know one another even better than we already do, which we feel like we know each other so well. So I don't know what, babe, for you, I would love to know. Well, first of all, I think it's great because we did tell them that you are a projector and I am a manifesting generator, Mm. but we didn't go deep into like what those things mean for us. So as you think about what you already knew about your design, and then when we met with Taylor, what did you learn about yourself that even boosts that even more for you? Like you are the projectorist projector because what? Oh, because of what I see and how my energy works. So when you introduced me to my design, I like I said in the episode, I, I kind of found it fascinating. And there were some things that definitely resonated, but I kind of just set it aside, went about my life. And one of the things that happened that brought my design to life for me, it's, it's actually kind of a vulnerable moment, but it was when I started sleeping alone and I would wake up feeling literally feeling in my body and in my spirit an emptiness that like I knew was actually really nourishing for me and for my soul to wake up and be having been in the evening without anybody's energy in my field. And it was, it was that very specific, very small tidbit that would be so easy to miss but I paid attention and I said oh my gosh I think that correlates to that thing that Anya about that human design system let me look this up and then Mm -hmm. I transitioned into what I call my projector flow this flow state (laughs) that you've seen in me in which I can 
research and synthesize and create an amalgam of so many complex, you know, ideas totally. and just see all of it from from that bird's eye view. And how this has worked out for me interpersonally is like I as a projector know that like my energy is very inconsistent. And that's again, something I've known my entire life. When I was in high school, my mom was making me a pot of coffee to get out of bed at age 15. Cause I don't have the capacity to generate my own energy. I need to receive energy from other sources. And you Anya are a energizer fucking battery for me you literally have an energetic motor in your auric body and like i have so you are one of many mangens that i have in my life because you really come in and with your ability to do everything that was talked about with mangens with your ability to synthesize things and you know really follow your nonlinear pattern and bring all of these things to the table. And with my ability to see things so differently that just kind of flows naturally when I'm in alignment, we, I mean, at the end of the episode or at the end of our reading, actually, Taylor was like, you two are unstoppable. And I was like, you are goddamn right. <laughs> we are <laughs> unstoppable. But, you know, to, to go back a little bit to my design, what I will say, and I'll pass it over to you is like, one of the things that I've known about myself is that there's been a story I've been telling myself my whole life about who I am, what I want to do, what I'm gifted to do, and what I'm talented to do. And I can look back and see so clearly now what points in that story were not really about my innate wisdom and gifts, but were really about how I had to conform and show up. And I believe so, a lot of my wounding mm. throughout my life has come from this capacity that I have to see things so differently, to see efficiencies where there are inefficiencies, injustice, to see how things aren't working in this world and how they can be improved. And I would speak up to people and I would have those be rejected because the the invitation wasn't correct for me. And I felt like misunderstood, cast aside, oh. like, why can't people see what I see? And now I realize that there is a whole set of, you know, actions that I can take so that my wisdom can be received for exactly what it is. And you do mm. that for me, my mm. love. Mm. Well, I'm glad that I do. And I'm glad that I can. I'm so glad too. And I want to know now, you describe your design so beautifully and you have such oneness with it. So tell us what makes you the powerful manifesting generator that you are. I mean, I just, I couldn't be anything else when I hear about the types. Yeah. Like I'm like, it, it's me. Uh, I have always just had like a wide range of interests and things that I want to dive into. I, always have wanted to be doing this and this and this, not just like this or this, right? So I have, you know, my interest in the corporate world. I have my interest in legal. I have my interest in coaching. I have my interest in sacred sexuality. I have my interest in plant medicine. I have all these different interests and I want to make a living out of all of them. <laughs> mm. And I, I, I can, right? And I, 
it's really yeah. funny. Before I learned about my design, I had a, a reading or a session with a mystic who was actually a very dear friend of mine. And she just said, like, I don't know exactly what I'm seeing. And if I tried to describe it to you, I don't think you would believe me because at the time I was in a pretty traditional corporate counsel role, like I was working in-house at a company. And she said, but like at some point, the way that I see money coming to you is all of these different streams of income kind of like coming through the air. And I also see you like talking about something that you literally aren't even involved in yet. And you are just like making connections and communities everywhere. And that's that's what you're going to be doing. And fast forward to where we are today, mm. it is making so much more sense for me. And I've also always known that when I'm doing something that lights me up and that I feel excited about, I have a boundless, endless supply of energy for it. Yeah. I need very yeah. little sleep if I'm in flow state. Mm -hmm. And it feels like an impediment to me, like to make me slow down and get rest. And what I understand now is like, I'll sleep when I need it. And when I am feeling particularly tired, uninspired, not in flow state, it's a very clear sign for me to look at myself and figure out where am I out of alignment and what do I need to be doing differently. And I've had so many opportunities to do that, right, over you know, after learning about my design and since I knew that about myself, but even still today, I get caught up in like, oh, I'm just like not feeling this thing. It feels like it's like pulling teeth and feel like I'm chugging through like thick water to get, get to the end result of this. And generally speaking, when I'm feeling that way, it takes me a while to realize that it's just not meant to be at this moment. Right. And so it's like, mm. okay, pick it up and set it to the side. So like when we, when I went on a hiatus from sexual alchemy and we knew we wanted to bring TFY back, but it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening. But like, I just had to know that like when the time came, it would come forward at the right time in the right moment. And another thing that that has happened with is slut sisters. Yeah. And so I, understood that, you know, we came up with that concept so long ago and we finally have just now been ready to kind of bring it into the awareness of our listeners and our world, the community, whatever. And it, it had to happen at this time. We don't know why, but I bet a year from now or two years from now, we'll have a lot more clarity on why that is. Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of how I see myself and, there's so much more that we could unpack, but we want to get you guys to the episode. But before we do that, I just was talking about Slut Sisters, which makes me think of something that we want to make you all aware of, too. There's going to be a commercial break a little bit later in this episode today that's going to tell you a little more about what Slut Sisters is doing and how you can join us. But there's some changes to it. And we wanted to talk about that just a little bit here before we jump into the episode. So, babe, anything you want to kind of highlight for our dear listeners on Slut Sisters? The thing I want to highlight the most is that if you are femme identified and listening, we are extending the most warm, the most inviting, <laughs> the most, we hope, appealing invitation to you to join us right now now <laughs> we know if you're listening wow. to this show like that there is a 
part of you that is deep in this explorative work and deep in this reclamation work of coming into your sexual fullness. And like, we don't want you to be on the other end of the headphones anymore. We want you to deep, be in deep communion with us. And so that is going to be available to you. You are going to be able to come into sisterhood with us with, you know, a big change in how you access us. All we want to know is about you. <laughs> That's all it's going to take. And to come and join us for an initiation interview, we really believe that we want that FaceTime with every single sister because we want to know how we can support you, how we can uplift you, how we can celebrate you. So I'll let you in announce on you what the big change is, but we believe that this will remove some barriers and just really throw open the gates and yeah. just invite every single femme listening to come into sisterhood with us. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. We want you. We need you. And clearly, yes. because of what I'm about to announce, this is not about money for us. <laughs> this is about sisterhood. Yeah. This is about love of one another, support of one another, holding space for one another. And we want zero barrier to entry. So we are providing um, an opportunity to step into Slut Sisters at a, at a basic level that does not cost you anything financially. We, once we have an initiation interview with you, you are in the sanctum, in our Discord server, having the daily conversations that we're already having and supporting one another through. And I can't tell you how much I have grown since this opened. And I believe I'm seeing it also for other sisters. And we know that they feel that way because we're hearing from them. Yes. So we have that option for you. We have a monthly gathering called our Slut Sister Sesh. It's like a little fun happy hour. Also free. We just want you here. So take a look at the website. There will be another little announcement later in this episode. But moving forward, we just can't kind of shake the tree hard enough saying, please, please, please come out and join us because we want you. We want every expression. We want everything, as we've said all along, from the asexual to the megasexual. Mm -hmm. We want everything from the vanilla to the deepest in the lifestyle. We want all ranges, all expressions from the sacred to the salacious. So please, please, please come join us in sisterhood. And until then, just enjoy the rest of this episode with Taylor Corey and Scarlett and I as we dive a little bit more deeply into where sex and human design collide. You mentioned to Scarlett and I the other night that there is a realm of human design that kind of dives in to sexuality and things like that. I don't know if we can even scratch that surface here with a couple minutes. Try. I'm going to challenge you to do so for our audience because Obviously, it is an enormous focus for us in terms of our sexuality, our sexual empowerment, and understanding what our own individual expression is so that we can make manifest in the world a little bit more of what's fulfilling for us. And so mm -hmm. that, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that part of human design. Okay, a couple things. There's definitely some specific gifts and um actual like lines and specific places in the chart that directly relate to sexuality and creation of energy and creativity and intimacy and all of these things sometimes i hesitate to like show people exactly where that is and break it down because i've watched people like 
see that they don't have that before. And then they're like, does this mean that I'm not going to be really creative or I'm not going to be really sexual or I don't create intimacy? And I think it's important to understand that like, no, actually that's not the case at all. There's so many variables, one, when it comes to human design and two, like there's all the different ways that we use our gifts and our talents. Some of us are sensitive to someone else's and we're like a sponge and we're absorbing what is around us and what we're taking in from other people. Whereas other people, it's consistently turned on within them, whether consciously or subconsciously, and they're expressing it out of themselves. There's kind of this puzzle piece, this of, of all of us sort of coming together with, you know, sensitivities and, and actual expression. Um, one thing I think is massive with how this relates to sexuality is in order to fully experience your design and to be connected to your inner compass, you have to be in your body like we've talked about. Right. And most people, when they try and get in their bodies, they will they'll work out or they'll do something that like maybe they don't really enjoy or there will be this like pressure or, you know, all these rules to how they're going to connect and all these things. When in reality, one of my most favorite things in the world to tell people for real practice and connection is through sexuality, right? Like right. if you are in a place where you've absorbed all of this emotion outside of yourself and you don't feel like yourself and you feel like you can't connect to your gut, literally creating a space, safe space in your home, putting some music on, going into a room you love, having self-massage, giving yourself an orgasm, like it's automatically putting you in your body, putting you in the present, putting you in your experience, how you feel. And there's a level of pleasure and play to it, which ultimately yes. for all of us, when we do the things that we enjoy, that are turning us on, that are, we're being pulled towards, when we come at it in a state of being that is how we want to feel, it directly affects every aspect of our life. If we say, oh, I need movement and I need movement and I need all of these things that are going to make me so healthy. And then we go to a you know, really intense workout class that has mirrors and like some angry guy yelling at us. And then the whole time we're working out, we're staring in the mirror, talking shit to ourselves and like <laughs> thinking about how awful it is. What did we really receive from that movement? Like, yeah, we moved our body, but- did we get pleasure from it? Did we enjoy it? Was there play? Was there like, how did we shift our state of being? Now it's different if you go into that movement class and you know you are able to do it in a way with more pleasure. I always encourage people to have pleasure in their movement, but as an automatic tool to how do I connect myself and feel myself again and strengthen my awareness sex and self-massage and play and or like with another person with yourself all that you know mirror work and all of those kinds of things mm -hmm. are so impactful for strengthening that now i do think that you know in terms of the sexuality with all the different energy types and the way that that shows up you're only going to see the the main channel of sexuality in a generator or a manifesting generator, because they're the only ones that have a consistent connection to desire and creativity in their human design chart. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that they're the only ones that have that. It's just, we're all kind of puzzle pieces, right? Like 
somebody else could be really sensitive to that gift and tapped into it. And they have this really strong instinct for intimacy. And naturally they're just pulling intimacy out of people. And when they're in the room, they make people feel safe and make people feel like they belong, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many different versions of it, but I will say that there's, um, a gate, which is like what the little half lines in the chart are called. It's basically just a gift that you have. And then there's channels, which are like two lines connected together. And channels are basically when you have two gifts that come together and create something entirely new. And there's a channel that's the 59 to the six in human design. It runs between the sacral and the emotional center. And that is like the channel of sexuality. It's all about a person that fosters connection connection with others and creates this safe space of intimacy and creates this safe space of belonging. And it's just that really powerful energy, but it's, it's so much bigger than sex. It's so much bigger than sexuality. Um, and it's something that also can create fear where sometimes mm. people that have this actually put walls up around intimacy and walls up around connection because they're afraid of that instinct to dive into it. Um, where sometimes people that have the sensitivity to it and can feel it are more open to it, right? So there's there's a lot of interpretations and variables with it. Another place that I oftentimes really see sexuality come through is in our, our root center and our identity center. Mm -hmm. So the identity center is the diamond in the middle of the chart. And some of us are like really connected to who we are and what we want and our sense of self and our sense of self-expression. And it can create this little bit more connection to what you really desire and your sense of self and how you're going to express yourself. Mm -hmm. But other people might have this really open and they feel like that could change every day. Like one day they feel like goth and one day they feel punk and one day they want to have a dress on and one day they're like, I'll chase it a cowboy. Like, you know, it could just be all different types of energy and connection. And so someone like that might feel like, well, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I want. And I don't know what kind of partner I want. And I don't know who I want to date. And I just sitting here looking at a cloud, like being me. And so I think that there's a part of our identity that we try to connect to when we're connecting to our sexuality and the kinds of people we want to be with. And I mm -hmm. think having the freedom to be okay with however our identity comes through, whether it's really clear and defined and expressive, or it's fluid and changing all the time, that there's no right or wrong, but that we can stand like grounded in that and use it as a way to feel more informed and empowered in the relationships that we could make, you know, that we make the way that we connect with people. Um, because someone with a strong identity, like you want to let it out, you want to embrace it and lean into it or else you're going to feel like you're not really being your true self if you're trying to like fit into the mold and be like everybody else but the person that's like the fluid identity and they just keep trying to fall into a pattern or keep trying to figure out who they are it's like that that will make them feel not like themselves they need to be willing to reset every day and just who do i want to be today and let's go here and let's do this and embrace that adaptability Pardon the break in the episode, but we have a special invitation for all of our femme stars in the universe. Do you have a longing to connect in with other women on a deep level? Do you desire to share your sexual experiences with other women without fear of judgment or shame? What would be different for you if you had a group of women to offer support for your unique journey 
cheering you on for every win you experience and holding space for every challenge that you encounter. Slut Sisters is an intentional community of sexually empowered women supporting one another's unique journey of sensual expansion. If the word slut bristles you, the first thing we want you to know about our sisterhood is that we have redefined the word slut. Profound healing comes when we take back the power that was used to slander and diminish sexually empowered women, and we now own this word, slut, for our glory. The new definition of slut is sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed. Slut Sisters engage daily in the Slut Sister Sanctum, our exclusive Discord server. We gather at our monthly Slut Sister sessions for fun and quality connection. Our ticketed monthly Slut Sister events range from the salacious to the sacred, providing a deep dive into the myriad facets of sluthood. We have two options for membership, a free tier that gets you into the sanctum and the monthly sessions, and an annual tier that gets you that, plus all access to our monthly ticketed events. To join Slut Sisters, click on the link in the show notes below. We cannot wait to see you in the Slut Sister Sanctum. So I know that's a really broad expression and like collection of things, but does that connect or bring anything up for you guys and how that all connects to sexuality? Well, I think that it's like, honestly, a a Rosetta Stone hearing this information for so much of the conversation that we have had on this show that you may or may not even be aware of. Mm -hmm. we, we share all the time about the importance of body consciousness, letting our body lead, you know, so many women specifically being disconnected from our pussies from like, and what the result of that is when it comes to how we're able to show up in every arena in life. And understanding how I, I imagine for our listeners who have heard the rest of the show it's like ah okay now we're seeing the importance of and especially what you just said about like the defined like identity center I know that's something that both Anya and I have in our charts both have. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and how that is expressed sexually like that having having that deeper knowing of like what we desire right is is like. really yeah what i what we like and but like the way that we arrive at that especially for anya and i her as a man gen and me as a projector is very very different but mm -hmm. um you know I, it, it leaves me with a question because one of the things that is really interesting to me when when we think about what we learn from about sex those of us who grew up in like a very judeo-christian understanding of what sex is for and like what <laughs> it serves like that sex is to be between uh -huh. like this marriage that's god sanctioned <laughs> and ordained and like it only exists in this con because sex is so is so really dangerous that it yeah. needs to be confined i think is the underpinning message of that because sex is pleasurable and in a lot of those <laughs> frameworks like you're not meant to experience pleasure <laughs> this framework and understanding of of ourselves as sexual beings ourselves as as beings who are really designed to let our body lead us into the fulfillment of our best and highest life like my question is what how does human design change that like what 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 
function does sex serve in human design? Oh man, this is a loaded question. I feel like <laughs> I could talk about this for an hour. Oh man. So I feel like we've all been taught like, like everybody's conditioned, right? Like when we talk about conditioning, conditioning is just the, the, the programming, the, the patterns, the, the, the shadow, the, you know, all of those terminologies are the same. It's the things that we have listened to outside of ourselves and adopted as our own truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Somewhere along the way in society, it was saying over and over and over, you got to put yourself last and you have to suffer to be successful and you have to climb the ladder to success. And we adopt this as that subconscious story. So even if you grew up in a perfect home with a perfect school and the perfect parents and the perfect everything, everybody's conditioned because we've got society, media, like just freaking life, right? And so I think that through our conditioning, most of us have learned to not trust our bodies. That's yeah. one of the things I feel like if you if you start talking about religion and connect things back to that place, right? Like we're taught that our body is a temple, but then we're also like, you know, resist urges of like, you know, like if you were like caught, like touching yourself as like a preteen or something, you know, that would be bad or like, mm. you know, but then in our commercials and media and all this kind of stuff, sex sells. Right. And we're taught yeah. to like, and now we're all our own like advertiser on social media with like our bikinis and our, you know, like it's, we're still promoting the same message, but yet we had the me too movement and we all, we're going to inspire speak up for ourselves and all these things. But then like, I don't know, it just makes me crazy because I yeah. feel like it all conflicts, right? Yes. When ultimately the way I see it is one, the body never lies. If we are in our body and in our experience, we are getting insight and wisdom to what is actually happening if we're willing to hear it and be mm -hmm. with it. And I don't believe that we were born to come here and work and fight with each other and pay taxes and die. Yeah. I really do not think that that is the point of life because to me, your worth is not determined by how productive you are, by how much money you have, by the color of your skin, by anything, your socioeconomic background, like you are alive. You have a heart in your chest that's beating all on its own without you even asking it to, and you're breathing. Mm -hmm. So what more needs to qualify you of being a worthy human being that deserves to feel pleasure and enjoy the beauty of being alive? What else has to happen for you to be worthy of that? And I think that there's some part of us, especially as women, that feel like we need permission to enjoy our lives. That feels like I have to check all these boxes before I can enjoy my life. If I just do this, this, and this, if I just sit with my inner child and face my shadow work and heal this and do that and fix that, then maybe then, then I'll get to then I'll get to do what I've always wanted. Then I'll get to be the person I've always wanted. It's like, well, but why? Like what mm. says who? Like we, we get to decide what our own narrative is. Mm -hmm. And if we decide that, you know what? I'm going to let this be easy. Like 
I choose to be in my body and be in my experience and do the next best thing for me based on my own internal truth, because ultimately our soul is speaking to us through our body. And if yeah. we're in a state of neutral, if we're in a state of cool, calm, and collected, when we tune into our body, we will have an answer. If we're in an erratic state, if we're on a roller coaster ride, if we're on our phones and all these things, and then we listen to it, and then we just automatically trust that, we haven't given ourselves the space and the time we need to be in it. If we can't notice that we're in an emotional high and low, how are we going to have the awareness to know that we need to turn our phone off and go unplug and take a bubble bath and watch a movie and have an orgasm and just reset so you can go to bed and wake up the next morning and be at neutral and say, okay, now I know what I want. But if mm. it's like, we have to love ourselves enough and be committed and respect our bodies and our own internal wisdom and desire enough to take the time to do that. Because if we're more worried about what so-and-so thinks and how quickly we get them their answer and what they're going to think of us and da 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 we are going to ignore our bodies, our awareness, what we need for everyone else, because we've been told we have to suffer to be successful. We have to put ourselves last. We can't enjoy our lives. Ultimately, the greatest gift we can give ourselves and everybody we love and everybody we're here to provide value to is being with ourselves, yeah. is being in pleasure, is taking the time to stop and check in with yourself. Like literally just stopping in the morning and laying in bed for one second and saying, okay, how does my body feel? Oh, like my neck's a little tight and like, oh, this is sore, but ooh, this feels pretty good. And this is pretty good. I'm just like doing a little inventory. Yeah. Okay. How's my mind? Oh, well, I'm worried about this and thinking about that. And oh, I'm excited about this. I'm worried about that. Okay, cool. How are my emotions? Well, I feel excited, but tired, but nervous, but joyful, but all the things all at once. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does my soul need today? What do I need today? You know, I just love like 20 minutes in the sunshine without my phone right? It's like that took one minute. I just checked in with four layers of my being to take an inventory. Mm. It's like checking the weather. What's the weather today? Okay. Do I need my raincoat or my flip-flops? And then I asked my soul what it needed. And I listened to the very first thing and it came up. Yes. So if today I make time to go sit on my porch and have some sun without my phone, that little part inside of me is going to be like, ah. Right. And it's strengthening that awareness, strengthening that relationship with all layers of our being. So one, we trust it, we hear it, we strengthen it. And we know when mm, that smells good, let's go in this little coffee shop and there's a person for us to meet. There's an opportunity. There's something that we never would have experienced if we hadn't slowed down enough and felt what was turning us on. Like ultimately your turn-ons are there for a reason and noticing yeah the turn-ons and noticing your emotional state and using it as a barometer, as a, you know, as a compass for yourself, yeah. it's your gift to yourself, but it's also your connection to everything that you're meant to impact and bring value to. And even if it's just an orgasm, you know, like there's still value in that. Such value in that. Oh my gosh. Taylor, we obviously could keep this conversation going forever. I know. I'm like, do y'all want to come over for lunch? I wish we were all here together. Oh, me too. Of course, we would love the opportunity to sit down with you again in the future. 
and unpack more of this. And for the audience, we know we have been geeking out on this for some time and we understand that this might be really new to you and a really unusual concept. So if it is, and you want to talk, please like reach out to us. We would love to geek out with you on it. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, figure out a little bit more about yourself, figure out about your energy type and your authority and your profile. And if you would like to find Taylor, she does the most amazing deep dives. She does a lot of different things with human design. It's not just, you know, a one and done reading. She has clients that she works with over and over. Taylor, do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, your services and how you like to interact with your clients in human design? Yeah, definitely. Um, most of my work that I do now is virtual one-on-one readings or one-to-two readings like we did. Um, and then I also do a lot of um, group immersions and solo immersions. So, um, you know, with females and moms and entrepreneurs and business owners, um, sometimes I'll work with different companies and leadership teams when I'm working with a group. And then other times it's with an individual for a period of time that's maybe going through a transition or wanting to just make a big up level in their life or wanting to kind of refine the way that they're doing things personally and professionally. And, um, and yeah, it's like families, business owners, all kinds of people, and I'll host workshops and things like that sometimes virtually as well. So, um, yeah, everyone can just find me on my website. I'm I'm also trying to be pretty active on Instagram. It's just taylorcorey.com or at taylorcorey. But yeah, if anyone has questions or wants to dive deeper into human design, always here to help and ask and answer questions. But I definitely say that, you know, for most people, just getting your birth information, make sure you have the right birth time and just going to pull up um, your chart initially and not getting overwhelmed by the images and all the information, just finding those initial three pieces, even if all you look up is energy type or energy type profile and authority um, but just know that it, it isn't based on the months. It's not based on this section of time um, that you could, you know, have a reflector and a projector and all the different energy types within one day um, based on their time. So, so yeah, it's a great place for people to start. I hope they find insight and value in that. And then I'll make sure y'all have a little resource fun sheet that you can give your audience. So um, people have all the tools and, and references they need to kind of do some, some self-study to get started. Thank you. I am grateful. Thank y'all. you. <laughs> the human design. I feel like the thing, the word that comes to me when I think about what human design has done for me in understanding myself is that it's just given me full permission to be myself and to know that like, that's what the world needs from me. If that, you know, if that's my design, that's what yes. it's asking for from me. So to deny it mm. is actually doing a disservice. And I think the same can be said for everybody. And I, I love it as that kind of permission slip to just really be your full self in the world. So thank you. Yeah, because what comes easily and naturally to us is our gift, right? Yeah. Like we want to make it hard, but like what you're good at and what comes naturally to you and just feels like breathing, like isn't easy for everybody else. Yeah. It is mm. that way for you because it's your gift and realizing the power of why why it's that way for you. And that's, you know, it's for both of you. I see it all over your charts. So keep being yourselves and keep leaning into what feels good because it feels good for a reason, you know? Oh, well, Taylor, thank you so much. Like it has just been beyond a pleasure to dive into this with you. And 
I just can't wait for this awakening and like this knowledge to reach our beloved and cherished listeners and for them to have these resources. And I am quite sure, certain in fact, because human design lights me up so much. It is an area of massive, massive interest for me, I'm sure. And Anya as well, I'm sure we will return back and we'd love to have you back. Thank you, everyone. Take such good care of yourself this week and we will see you very soon right back here in the Yoniverse. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred and stay salacious. Salacious.